He just sent 33 billion in militarized aid to Ukraine. Some central banks are reporting losses. We are now seeing flash crashes. Let's get into our crypto news because it is good. Pelosi can go into a war zone to check on Ukraine, but hasn't been able to take a plane ride down to our southern border all year long. Rosie Rios had issued more currency than anyone in history. Pretty sure that's why she sits on Ripple's board too. If you're a snowflake that gets offended, then you've probably already left anyway. So good luck. God bless. I want to get into today's update, which is called There Are No Glitches, $10,000 XRP. And we're going to talk about these glitches, what's been taking place on the private ledger. Is it going to be the same price of XRP on the public versus private ledger? We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about how uh, the world stage events playing out are meant to distract us. And it is the perfect setup to wipe out the financial uh, system. And it's going to take many people in the uh, crisis that is unfolding right now. So I want you guys to have a plan. I want you guys to be prepared. And let's get right on into this update. I appreciate all of you guys so much. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> so we're going to take a look here at the markets before we get started. Right now, at the time of this recording, we're 7 a.m. here on the West Coast, August 2nd. Bitcoin's trading at 22.8. Ethereum's at 1,500, and XRP is at 36.99. About 37 cents for your XRP if you're looking to get some more. I think it's going to be going lower here in the next week or so. Be ready for that. Okay, let's get right on into it, though. Crypto Whale. Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan is expected to cost taxpayers over $90 million for security allocation of U.S. military presence, and more. All this for her to get a private tour of the NVIDIA chip factory after she purchased millions in shares using insider info. Now, I cannot verify that $90 million was spent on uh, Nancy's excursion over here in Asia. Mike, nice and solid. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I cannot confirm that number of $90 million, but nonetheless, it is ridiculous. It is all a show. Do not be distracted by these events that play out. Do not be distracted when her plane, when something happens. Don't don't be distracted by this, guys. This is all a stage. There is no reason for Nancy, whatever she is, whatever she thinks she's doing here, uh, there is no reason for her to be over here other than to stoke the fire, other than to play her role on the world stage. We will not be distracted by her. Continuing on, breaking Israel to ban cash payments on Monday. That was yesterday. They banned cash payments over $4,400 and over $1,700, depending on what type of payment you're making. So they didn't completely ban all cash payments, but basically anything over $4,400 or over $1,700, depending on what you're spending your money on. Whatever they deem you're allowed to spend your cash on, okay? Electricity prices in Germany have hit new records, and they are now 10 times higher than the 2010 to 2020 average. Many industries simply aren't economically viable with these extreme high input costs. In my opinion, European markets are still in la-la land and not reflecting this. This is from Macro Alpha, and I would have to agree. Most people are still in la-la land. Most people are trying to enjoy the barbecue that they're having right now in the United States, not realizing that this setup is going to wipe out a lot of people, and that's happening in Europe as well. That's happening in Germany right here. We're talking about Germany. Electricity prices 10 times higher. Talk about gains. Uh, it's ridiculous. So I hope you guys have a plan. Charlie Bellello. The last four times the spread between new orders and inventories in the ISM manufacturing index was this negative. Uh, the U.S. was already in a recession. The 2001, 1990 to 91 and 1981 to 82 recessions never had readings this low. 
So not only is the data coming out and confirming recession, not only is the data pretty bad, it's some of the worst data that we've seen in history. We've never gotten readings this low on all of these different manufacturing indexes, all these other little indicators and, and uh, metrics that they are watching, the economists are watching to you know, tell how the state of the economy is doing right now. They are all horrific. The National Association of Home Builders CEO just said we are heading into a housing recession. Now, most people within the industry are reluctant to say that we're heading into a recession, a spe specifically a housing recession. And I've seen this with the real estate agents as well. Over the last couple of years, they were touting, oh, great investment opportunity, beautiful investment opportunity, getting everybody to become a real estate investor right as we're heading into the greatest setup in uh, world financial history. So I hope that you have a plan for your real estate strategies as well. Median single family home prices just experienced the largest two month drop in recorded history at 11.9%, nearly a 12% drop. Largest two month drop in recorded history, topping even the great financial crisis. So this is what I'm saying. The numbers are worse than the last financial crisis, than the recessions of 80, the, the recessions that we had in the 80s, the 90s. I mean, you go all the way back. This. A lot of the data takes us all the way back to the Great Depression, but we're in you know a new economy, so some of these indexes, some of these metrics weren't around back then. So that's why they're the worst in recorded history. On a related note, here's the National Association of Home Builders Housing Market Index and the unemployment rate. The labor market has just barely begun to turn over. So what happens is uh, many businesses were trying to hold on. Okay, they, they were believing that we were going to go through just a temporary dip, you know, a little light recession, you know, maybe it's not going to be a full on recession, we're going to change the definition. But businesses were trying to hold on to their employees, they were trying to continue to invest, maybe they tightened up a little bit, but they were trying to stay afloat. Now that it's been confirmed, now we are starting to get the layoffs. So the layoffs always come uh, after the economic data confirms what's really happening. And we are seeing that take place right now. Amazon shrinks staff by 100,000, joining Netflix and Google in hiring slowdown. So 100,000 people are gonna be losing their job at Amazon. And we're already getting the worst economic data in history, some of the metrics. What do you think is gonna happen if the layoffs are just now beginning? See, if we continue on here, saving rates continue to evaporate now at the lowest uh, since August of 2009, so since the great financial crisis of 0809, savings rates at 5.1%. What do you think is going to happen when all these people lose their jobs? <laughs> you know, as we go into the winter, as the inflation crisis gets worse, as the recession deepens, and we're just now beginning the layoffs, and we're already at the lowest savings rate since the last financial crisis, this party's just getting started, guys. We have a long ways to go. I hope you have a program. I hope you have a plan. Because even the big guys are losing Big time, BlackRock lost the largest amount of money lost by a single firm over a six month period. In the first half of this year, it lost 1.7 trillion of clients' money. So we've been talking about central banks taking losses. BlackRock, the average person here can only save 5% of the money that they make. This situation's get bad. The situation's bad, and it's gonna get a whole heck of a lot worse. And this is why I don't believe that we've bottomed out for crypto. I think that the crypto bros are smoking something good. There is no way, look at the overall macro picture, but many of them don't understand that. Right here on this channel, we understand all of these sectors, all of these different asset classes, how the overall economy is going to shape cryptocurrency, not what we wanna believe in crypto 
and we only stick to that narrative. We only stick in that echo chamber, right? We're not going to be doing that here on this channel. We're going to understand and break this down. And if the numbers are ugly and gruesome, I'm going to tell you. And that's what we're seeing right now. 1.7 trillion lost by, by BlackRock. That's incredible. Now, let's get in into the crypto. Speaking of crypto, thank you for tuning in, guys. If you could smash that thumbs up for me, I'd greatly appreciate that. If you're listening on the podcast, we appreciate the reviews. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. New. Uh, this is from Blockworks. Japan's central bank abandons CBDC plan due to a lack of interest from the public. Okay. So initially, a lot of people are against the CBDC. We know about this. A lot of people understand where this is going. They are against it. But like I just covered at the beginning of the show, Israel already is banning cash. Okay. Israel is already banning cash. And so what I'm here to tell you is they're going to bring about a crisis that's going to be so bad that they will either force it or the people will be willing to accept it. Either way. I mean, either way, it's going to be rolled out. Okay. So I think that they are just flirting. They're just flirting with us right now. They're just playing with us saying that uh, they're abandoning their plans due to a lack of interest. I do not believe that for one second. Maybe they're being stalled out. And this, this gives them justification. They can say, well, you know, we really weren't going to push it until the crisis hits and then they're forced to roll it out and say, yep, yeah, here, you got you to gotta use this CBDC or else. You want your stimulus money? Here it is. You want your UBI check? Here it is. You want your welfare? Here it is. Take it or leave it. Now, this is coming from Yahoo, and there's the same kind of thing going on here. Bitcoin, stablecoins, the worst options for cross-border payments, ECB study says. Now, what have we been saying all, the, all along here? It doesn't matter if JP Morgan makes some piece of crap coin that's centralized within their walled garden. It doesn't matter if Japan creates a CBDC or any other country creates a CBDC. You still need a solution for cross-border payments, a neutral bridge asset. I just happen to know a guy. I just happen to know a little cryptocurrency that is a neutral bridge asset. It's as liquid as a G10 currency, ready to be a world reserve currency. What's your crypto doing? Okay. Bitcoin and stablecoins, the worst options for cross-border payments, ECB study says. This is from Yahoo Finance. Digital asset investor shared that uh, this morning. So huge shout out to him. Okay. XRP Darren. Liquidity is being sucked out of the system. This ends with a liquidity crisis. The Fed lowering to 0% and QE with record high CPI. This is the end stage. I agree. 100%. So they are going to push this thing until it goes bust as far as raising interest rates, quantitative tightening, even though they haven't done any quantitative tightening. They're not, they haven't started to offload their balance sheet at all at the Federal Reserve. In fact, I think that they're still net buyers right now of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. So they are about to pop this thing, but then they flip it the, old, the, the other way and it ends with a liquidity crisis, the Fed lowering to 0% interest rates and QE infinity with record high CPI. This is the end stage. And then, and then the whole thing goes bust because then that's when everyone starts to leave the US dollar. That's when the new system has to be rolled out. A new CBDC backed by something of real value. A new currency has to take place of the U.S. dollar because they go are going to destroy it. They are not willing to do what needs to be done to uh, raise interest rates high enough to kill off demand and to bring us back out of this and to save the U.S. dollar. We are too far gone. And they're, 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 they're like a drug user, right? They will die without doing this, okay? Either way, 
It's just a matter of is it going to be a slow death or a quick death, okay? Now, let's get into it. There are no glitches. $10,000 XRP. Let's talk about it, okay? This is from Jack the Rippler. Central banks and institutions are testing XRP with $10,000 per coin. This is his opinion. It's also my opinion as well. I agree. Wait for the flip the switch moment and you will be a multimillionaire. Okay, whatever. Yeah, no, this is just another hype tweet. Okay, whatever. Take it with a grain of salt. You know, little hype tweets on Twitter always do well. But let's explain this. Let's look a little bit deeper here, okay? How has there been so many glitches with XRP uh, that show XRP trading at three, four, and five digits, even six digits? We've even seen glitches where XRP is trading at over 100 grand, I'm pretty sure. We've seen 50,000, we've seen 10,000. Here's a clip uh, of XRP trading at like 9,000, 10,000 per coin. Now, many people have had this question. Is it going to be the same price on the public ledger versus the private ledger? We're gonna get to that one sec. I wanted to cover this. I brought this up in the past and I gotta bring it back up again to explain what's happening here. This is from Dinesh D'Souza. He says, there are no glitches. A glitch is an anomaly that demands investigation to see the inputs that produced it. Human beings design these machines with a purpose. Glitches are clues as to what that purpose might be. I would add, glitches are clues as to what is to come. So if they're running XRP at a higher price on the back end for testing uh, CBDCs, testing liquidity pools, whatever they're doing on the back end, these glitches are what would be producing that. It's really the only explanation that can, can you know, justify what we're seeing. If somebody has a, a, a different answer, a different suggestion as to why we are getting consistently so many glitches with XRP. Now, many people don't even know that there's a, actually a private ledger for XRP, which is why I can't even talk to most of these crypto kids because they're just so far behind, specifically on XRP. I can talk to them about the rest of the crypto, NFTs, they understand all that crap, but they don't even know the basics of what's going on here with XRP and Ripple. They don't even know that there's a private layer running on the back end. Now, the question all along has been, are they going to ditch us with some public XRP while on the back end they use an XRP that is trading at 10000 per coin, but it's the banker's XRP, right? Well, David Schwartz answers the question. This is from an interview that he did with Thinking Crypto. Huge shout out to him. And I'm going to see if I can get this clip to play for you guys. He's talking about this private ledger and will the value be the same? Um, there was another question that uh, came up and I don't know if this makes sense, but uh, the question is, will the value of XRP be the same on the, in the private ledgers as it is on the public? Yes. The value proposition of XRP is that it has this these liquidity pools. It, it, if it doesn't make sense to isolate something, like there's no place where gold is worth twice as much as it is now. Because if there was, people would just bring gold there and they would write and they would push the they would buy gold somewhere else and they would sell it there. Um, unless the only way that you can have the value be very different in two places is if there's a lot of friction. And if there's friction, someone will make a business of removing that friction. So I don't see any realistic scenario where XRP has significantly different value unless something's wrong. Like a good example of a case, there was a time where the value of XRP, they called it the kimchi premium, right? Where the value of XRP in some Asian countries was very high, but that was because there were capital controls, right? That was because things were bad. 
Um, I think that's a sign that something is not going well. The value proposition of XRP is that you can take it to all of the places, right? If I sell you some gold and you say, hey, this gold can only be used in jewelry, you're like, well, that kind of sucks. I don't want that gold, right? The value proposition of gold is that you have access to the entire value proposition of gold. And so I don't I don't see any scenario in which pieces where it makes sense to snip pieces off again, unless something is wrong. Yeah. And and the incentive is to open up these liquidity pools and to be tapped into all these different public CBDCs being settled on, backend wholesale payments, treasury flows, people just holding it as a reserve currency. And as I'm about to show you right here, this is from Anders. Ripple has a lot of XRP in the escrow, but it all depends on how fast the XRP enters circulation with dilution. Since Ripple locks back around 800 million of the 1 billion XRP released each month, it would take around 18 years before the escrow is empty at current pace. So we've, we can see here from the market reports that Ripple's giving us, they're returning about 80% of the escrow back into escrow. It gets locked up for another 55 months. At the current pace, Anders calculates that it would take about 18 years for all of that XRP to get released. So one, we have XRP that's locked in the escrow. On a time lock escrow, there is no way to release it. There is no way to dump that XRP. Now, Ripple gets a billion per month, and they could just start dumping all one billion per month. They could do that, absolutely, okay? But then you tie that in with, we've talked about different scenarios. I mean, it's everyone's guess. Is 10 billion XRP in the hands of regular Joe Blows that are holding it for $10? Is 20 billion in the hands of regular Joe Blows that are holding it for 10, 20 bucks? Are there people like me that are going to be holding 90% of my bag forever? Yes. <laughs> you know, there, there's people like me and you that are going to be holding this till much, much higher prices, right? And the point being, guys, we have huge, huge liquidity pools that are going to be running on this network. We only have so much supply. And that equals a much, much higher price which is why they have to be running it at higher prices on the back end for these tests. If you want to solve a, for example, a Swift problem, that's a five to $6 trillion daily problem. You need a higher price. There is physically not enough XRP to settle up all those transactions. Yes, you can use the same XRP over and over again, but you have to be holding that XRP, right? And then there's 33 million messages sent uh, on Swift daily. So do you have enough XRP to simultaneously be making all of those uh, settlements? No, you don't. Unless we're talking back-end wholesale payments, bulk payments, right? Where we're settling up with a much, much higher price. That's how you do it. That's why these tests are being done. That's why these glitches keep showing XRP at much, much higher prices. So, folks, I hope you guys have uh, a plan. You're prepared right now. We have some super chats in the house Huge shout out to you guys for the support. Ar Arcadius uh, with some Canadian. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, what else do we have? I, th I thought we had another super chat too. Yes, we did. Susie, another 20 spot. Thank you guys. I really appreciate that support. Thank you for the super chats. Yeah, so what we're watching unfold right now, uh, tests are happening on the back end for this new financial payment system. In the meantime, we're going to be distracted by Pelosi flying through the skies over there in Asia. Something crazy is going to happen. Be ready for that. I mean, it's just by the script, by the book here. So 
Don't be distracted. I want you guys to stay focused right now. Our strategies have been so tapped in on the direction of this market. We called the market going up uh, around the new moon that just occurred this last week. We perfectly called that. I just nailed two shorts on Bitcoin, which nothing turns me on like shorting Bitcoin, man. It is just... It's a beautiful thing, man. And so we just closed two shorts on Bitcoin. One was 25%, one was 20%. I shared all the trades with my Discord group. But that's because we are so spot on with where the direction of this market's heading. I want you guys to be ready over the next couple of weeks. I think we're going back down to the downside. We are about to roll over. I have targets for Bitcoin at about 20,700, give or take. So be ready for that. If you're looking for lower prices, I think they're about to be coming through. Like I said, if you're looking to get tapped into our community and all of our resources and everything that we're doing, our full program, how's your program working out, right? My question that I keep on asking everyone. Well, if you want to see what our program is about, now is a great time to hop in our Patreon Discord group. So head on over to my website, ZachRector.com, sign up for Patreon. You'll get access to our Discord. And I think that uh, if you want to join our family of like-minded individuals who are preparing themselves for the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, we would love to have you. God bless you all. We will see you in the next one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.